You're gonna be okay. You just need to go. <laughs> I'll be fine. You need to find the others. Don't worry about me. Before you know it, you'll be listening to Podcast Detected. Now run! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Podcast Detected, where we talk about zombies run, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm <laughs> one of your hosts, uh, Elizabeth. Hi, and with me, Erin. Yes, hi. Uh, so this is going to be a quick episode. I thought we should cover like two topics, which would be interesting. One is the virtual race that happened um, two weeks ago, two and a half uh-huh. weeks ago. And then we could yeah. also talk about the new season coming up. Which, which topic do you want to start with? Let's start with a virtual race since it okay. already happened. Yes. Um, and you can tell us about how the meetup went. Oh, it was so great. So I was at the meetup and uh, I met a lot of people, a lot of fellow Zombies Run fans. So everybody, if you have been to the London meetup, uh, it was really, really, really great to meet all of you. I unfortunately do not remember all of your names. This is nothing personal. <laughs> I'm just really bad with I imagine things. there were a lot of people yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So um, we had a lot of fans, you know, people based in and around London. Everything, as always, was organized by Matt, who is, like, amazing because he, mm-hmm. he he organizes all of these, like, meetups. And he, I don't know, like, he always manages to get a lot of people involved. You need to be able to motivate people to, you know, come to a meetup like that. Like, some of us came, of, like, from pretty far so uh mad you're the best thank you so much for what you're doing to for the fandom not doing to the fandom doing for the fandom <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we had a few actors were there you might have seen them on the on the pictures that i posted so philip nightingale was there he participated in the race as such and we had the um, voice actress of uh, Jody and Nadia. Jennifer Tan was there. And also, uh, for the first time, apparently, at a meetup, um, the voice actress of Zoe. Yeah, she, you know, it's interesting. Like, when I, pi- like, I picture people in my head, and I think in the game they've mentioned that Zoe is blonde. Yes. So I just always pictured her blonde. She's not. She's not. Even a little bit. She's gorgeous. And yeah. And I, it was so fun. Like, I'm in my work, I, I sometimes deal with um, like VIPs mostly because, mm-hmm. you know, I work at an airport and like VIPs like to fly, I guess. So sure. I, I, I never have a problem talking to these people when it's like clear that I'm now in the role of somebody who is trying to facilitate their journey. So I, I will talk to them in regards to the things I need to talk to them about, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, but then sometimes when I meet uh, like people, like voice actors or actors, and I'm just myself, it's just on a personal level, I am so nervous. Like, yeah, I was not nervous asking like Arnold Schwarzenegger if if um uh, he needs help with his bags. That was fine, but just uh, you know talking to these voice actors, I was very nervous, and I was very nervous before talking to uh, the voice actress of Zoe. So, but I I got over it, and I talked to her, and she is so so nice. So oh good yeah good. So were, was it just the three of them as far as the cast goes? 
I think they were the only ones that I saw in pictures. Yeah, and then uh, Adrian Hahn was there as well. I saw Adrian yeah. was there, yeah. yeah. So, no, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we we met at this, um, this like, tennis cafe. So in the, in the middle of the park, there's this, like, small cafe where usually, like, the, the tennis clubs meet. And okay. so we kind of took over <laughs> half of the half of the coffee shop just us and you could always recognize when somebody was here for the for the race because a lot of them wore the official virtual race t-shirts the train to Auburn. right and i love those t-shirts for some reason they did not look like when i bought the virtual race you can always like pick up like which mer- if you want some merchandise to come with it mm-hmm. and when i saw the t-shirts i was like no nah, mm, i don't know they, they don't look that great on the pictures but then i saw them like in real life and they look really really awesome so if there's ever a chance to get them again yeah i've never bought any of the race merch i just get the basic race package same same i should have bought this one though i liked it oh yeah and you could always like see when somebody was here for the media because they they wore either the official like race shirts or other like zombies run merchandise which was fun and then they That's all went so for the run. I did the run before that because I wanted to do some Facebook live thingy and it didn't work. And I was very, oh, no. very upset about that. Yeah, because the data roaming was not like strong enough. Oh, bummer. But, you know, it was fine. Um, yeah. And afterwards, we all got our medals. Uh, that was very nice. It was stopped raining by then. And then we, we did like a small medal ceremony, which was fun Aww. and um yeah, and then, like, uh, most people went home, and then some of us still, like, continued on, and we went to a pub, and, yeah, then we went home. And I, uh, yeah, I shared, like, a, not a hotel room, but I stayed at the same hotel as uh, another, like, Zombies Run fan. Her name's Ellie, and I met her on RuffleNet, and so we kind of uh, coordinated which hotel to stay at, and, yeah, she was amazing, so greetings to her as well. Hi, Ellie. And yeah. um, did you do the virtual race, this one? I did. I did. I did it, um, I think, like the first or second day that it came available because it just happened to be a day where I was planning to go for a run anyway. Should we um, Should we just take like five minutes maybe and talk about the virtual race as such? Sure. Just listen to us in case you don't want to hear it because you want to buy the virtual race afterwards. Uh, yeah, just skip the next four to five minutes. Then you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Hi, listeners. This is Aaron in the editing booth. Uh, we talked about the virtual race longer than we thought we would. Skip ahead to about minute 18 if you want to avoid any spoilers about the race. Yeah, so you're, it, this is one of those pre, uh, like pre-Zombies Run canon It is canon, isn't where, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's, it, it's, it takes place like right at the start of the outbreak. And actually it ends with... I, I I got very teary at the end of it when Sam was like, "Okay, I have to go. My dad is home." My dad, and I was like, oh, "I know what's about to happen." But yeah, the so it takes place like right at the start of the outbreak, and you're called five because you were in seat five. Yeah, which it must be hard for the writers to figure out every time they do a virtual race. Okay, well, how are we going to work this person being called five into this storyline? And so far, they've done a great job of it. Yeah, I I think I just, I love the idea of running on a train. I think that was uh-huh. a great idea. 
I, I like the, the train, the way it was described. One thing that happened to me is, so I didn't do like the preparation race and then the next one and then the actual race when they mm-hmm. came out. So just when, when I wanted to do the race and the preparation uh, missions, all, all three missions were there already. And so I thought, okay, the race is on top. And then I have two training missions. So I'm going to start at the bottom because it's going from the bottom to the top. So I started in the wrong order because I started with the second training mission. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah. So basically I started with the mission running to the station to get on the train. And then which it was a bit like, I was like, okay, this is a bit in media res. So uh, what, who are these people? But okay, I, I kind of could follow the storyline. And then I did the second training mission, or which I thought was the second training mission. And then it's explained how, you know, I met like, or five met all these people. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. But you know what? So uh, in the second training run, you run like through London to get, a, you know, run from King's Cross to somewhere else. I forgot. I don't know. Or from somewhere to King's Cross? I can't remember if you're running to or from King's no, Cross. No, you know what? I think you're running to King's Cross because the day that um, Ellie arrived uh, in the evening, she <laughs> met up with Matt and they did the second training mission and they tried to follow like the road that is described in the app, oh. in the race. And apparently it worked out really, really well. So when the app said, and oh, now we have to move like to the left to this and that street, they actually moved to the left to this and that street. So they were really, really like, I don't know, maybe it was just also luck that they had the sure. right pace and everything. But I don't know, I just think the fact that it gets so close to the actual geography of the city is amazing. But That's then really again, you cool. have to be in London too. You know, yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, I just ran around my neighborhood. It wasn't nearly as exciting as <laughs> running around London. Same. So we were also, uh, I think there was a bit of a debate going on after the race. If the, the two questions that people seemed to have was one, is the five in the race the same five that we play as? Because in the end of the race, it is said that five and um, the other person's name Alice no Ellie it was it was Ellie yeah it was Ellie yeah so uh Fife and Ellie are on this military train back to and that that train takes them to Mullins base and so I I know like for a lot of people like wait are we supposed to think that this is the same five then the one we are playing at but I think that would be because by this point in the story, we've had so many seasons, and I think everybody already has their own idea of how Five came to Mullen. So that would be a bit weird, yeah. wouldn't it? It would be. Plus, um, when we do meet, because the Ellie that we meet in the race, I'm pretty sure that's the Ellie from the game. Is it though? Isn't it? I think it might I don't be. Know. And if, like, I don't, I, if it's the same Ellie, then I think that the five that you're playing in the race can't. Or probably no, no, no. is not the five that you're playing in the game, because then when you meet Ellie in the game, she'd be like, oh, I remember you from that train. Exactly. Weren't we, like, together during the zombie outbreak? Like, this is kind yeah. of, a, like, a traumatizing event. So, oh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I, so, I, yeah. I don't... I didn't make that I don't think connection. it can be the same person. I mean, if people want a headcanon, their runner five as 
the runner five from the train, I think you can make it work. It doesn't work for the headcanon that I've already established yeah. for my five. The other thing that was a big question, and so I think this has been like um, in canon, like being not what's the different uh, the the opposite of confirmed. It has been confirmed to not be true. Let's say that. Yeah. So yeah. The thing that the first thing that I've wondered after the race is so in the end of the race there's this moment where Halima uh, is kind of hesitant to stay on the train and she's like oh maybe she should stay back with Ellie and and Five to you know because they have to 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 kind of do this mechanism so that like the train will be separated from the remaining like wagons mm-hmm. so she's hesitant and then Sam kind of like encourages her and says, you know, I've just heard from your parents and they are already in New Auburn because they took the other train and they are waiting for you and they are so excited to meet you. And I'm pretty sure like if you tell them the news that you're pregnant, they're going to be just so relieved that you're alive. So, you know, I I, I heard back from New Auburn and they're, you know, they're waiting for you. And that's why she goes and stays on the train and goes to safety. And so I thought, like, the moment I heard that was like, that's a lie, isn't it? Like, you did not hear from her parents. I was yeah. convinced that Sam just told her whatever he guessed she wanted to hear to stay right. on the train and to go to safety because he really wanted her to be safe. That was right. That was my feeling. And we we even asked Philip Nightingale about that afterwards. We said, like, did you play it in this way or that way? He didn't confirm or deny anything. So, you know. After the race, we got an email. Yeah. So once we got the email where it says, oh, yeah, I met my parents and I had the baby and everything. I was just like, oh, okay. Ah, yeah, I was I- wrong. <laughs> I wonder if they had a bunch of people who were like, but like, were her parents really there or was Sam just trying to get her to get on the train? I was so so convinced that he was just, you know, trying to get her on the train. Yeah, I know. I kind of had the same, like my thought process while I was running, I I had the same thought as you. And then I thought, but would Sam lie about something like that? Absolutely. I I think so, yeah. That doesn't feel like a Sam thing, but at the same time, saving the world does feel like a Sam thing. So if you have to lie to one person to save a bunch, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so, so you know, I, I kind of, I thought uh, that's that's where we're heading. And so when I saw the email, I was like, part of me was like, oh, that's so nice. Like she has her parents now and mm-hmm. she has a baby and everything is going to be fine. But at the same time, I was like, oh, so I guess Sam didn't lie. Oh. Oh well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was like for me like the two main questions then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So yeah, I don't I don't think I really have anything to add. No. I really enjoyed the virtual race. I got to say I did one before that. I it's just my second virtual race I I ever did. And the one before that was the one with Janine where we go and save a doctor or something like that. It's like the military mission. Okay. Did not enjoy that that much? I like this one better. I really I'm did. I'm trying to remember that one. Oh. I don't even remember which one that was. I, I barely remember it. But yeah. I'm going to remember this one. Also, I love that in, in, in the end, in the sheet where the... So for the listeners who have never participated in a virtual race, you get like in your race pack, you get like uh, an envelope where your medal is and also like... um. 
I call like a sheet where you can write down how quick you were and everything. Mm -hmm. So you can put it on the wall, which is very nice. And also it had this like penalty card. <laughs> so apparently this hypermodern new train has an automatic system that detects when you are breaking any rules and then <laughs> you will get fined for them. And then like, you will be handed this sheet with all the rules you broke. And then once you get to your destination, you have to pay that there. And I felt very insulted that I was fined for destroying the forest, not yep. uh, go, uh, going into one of the sleeping pods, even though my ticket did not like allow me access to the sleeping pods. I thought mm -hmm. it was very rude. So yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought agree. it was a nice, a nice gimmick having that. So. Yeah, I like the little extra things that they, they that they so, put in. So great this time, weren't they? Yeah, they had like this yeah. this whole leaflet where it it looked so real with information about the train, and then in the mm -hmm. in, in the on the last page it had um, a QR code. Also on your ticket, it had a QR code which took you to yep. the website where you could look up what these people are supposed to look like, and they're all very handsome, which I think is very unrealistic that all the people yes. who work for the train company are that handsome so leave something for the not handsome people like me is what i'm saying true but okay. i do also feel like new oban is designed to be this whole utopia thing so i would believe if they if there was like a physical attractiveness quotient in the hiring process <laughs> if if it's gonna if any place <laughs> is going to hire based on not only skill and ability but also looks i feel like the the new open express is gonna be that place so we take the most skilled people but amongst the skilled people we pick the prettiest yes yeah probably that's probably yep it. Yep, yeah, you so have to you have to submit a headshot with your resume <laughs> and that's all about the virtual race isn't it yes yeah i had a lot of fun so yeah it was a good it was a good race and the metal looked awesome it looks so great doesn't it it yeah. was such a good metal yeah i loved it very proud it's on my shelf oh mine is upstairs i need to i need to find like a uh i need to get one of those metal racks that you can like hang your medals yeah. and then hang all of the um what are they called like the number things they make the racks that have a spot where you can put the bibs yeah, where you yeah. Can put your bib too i need to i need to get one of those so that i can hang all of my my medals and my bibs. Yeah, you should. Okay, so. so the other big topic is season eight is here. Yes. And neither of us has neither of us is caught up. <laughs> I'm still in my rerun. Um I have reached the race missions because it, it took me so long to do the rerun because I was so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but also like the last two weeks I was just basically on work trips nonstop, which sounds yeah. Whenever I tell people that it's exhausting, they're like, oh, but you can go to other places and get paid for it. But you know what? Most of the time, you're just sitting in a room. Yep. Listening to a person. So Yeah, I, I'm about halfway through season seven. Oh, okay. So I'm close to caught up. But I, I've never dived into a season while it's actively... Okay, like, well, it's not finished. Best. So, well, so I don't know if I want to wait until season eight is completely no, released. Don't. I, I, you, you think that I should give, I should allow myself for the cliffhanger in the middle of the season? Yes, it's the best. I am so sad that I think the last time I did that was in season four or five. I think season five is when I started falling behind. So okay. I, I mean, look. 
the the in between season no the the mid season cliffhanger is usually the the most terrible cliffhanger like oh from sure a play point of view because the season usually wraps up at least a little bit I don't know but I just I just used to love the you know when you had to wait in between episodes and everybody was guessing like imagine doing that in season two when you don't know yeah. like you know there is a traitor and like in each week new episodes come out which kind of narrow the the group of potential suspects so yeah oh, it was great I think I think I'm gonna do it I'm gonna get myself caught up and I mean I'm gonna just I'm not gonna stress about it I'm gonna keep going no, no, no. at the rate that I'm going and if I get to where I'm caught up and the season has not been fully released then I will just go ahead and go on into season eight although I will say without any spoilers I'm a little nervous about the second half of season seven because Matt told me to go look at when I tweeted something about some of my favorite characters and how I hope that Six to Start doesn't ever do anything bad to them. Oh, that's Matt was like, bad. have you been on RaffleNet and looked yeah. at the player reactions? And I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> that just makes me think that one of my favorite characters gets killed off. And if that happens, I'm going to cry and I might riot in the streets. Yeah, I remember because you said, have you looked on RaffleNet? I remember there was um, somebody tweeted at Naomi Alderman and I think at on uh to the Zombies Run Twitter as well, mm -hmm. something like, I just want Maxine and Paula to be happy, please. Why does bad thing stuff happen to them all the time? And I don't remember exactly, but I think that was when Naomi Alderman just like replied to that tweet and she said, zombie apocalypse. And I was like, everybody was freaking out because they thought, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's entirely possible that Matt telling me to go read the reactions is... Because everybody's reacting like, yay, this character didn't die and we thought they would. So maybe he was trying to reassure me, but it definitely just scared me. Okay, so uh, uh, because I just put up uh, the blog post that talks about season eight, and they also have introduced this new new adventures tab. Yeah. I, I am not up to date what exactly that is, but it seems to me... That it's kind of like um, um, where they have like other dif different stories that kind of use the same engine or platform and tech technique, so you yeah. can play you can play like completely different scenarios. And what I see, they have one that's like uh, kind of like a Lewis and Clark thing, yeah. not the. Not the Superman TV show, but the two people who did something in America, and I was like, I don't, know, I don't know the story. They were yeah, trying they, to find I something. should know because I am American. But they like, and they had across the country American with, girl? and they had a a Native yeah. American woman named Sacagawea guiding them. I only and... know that story from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't honestly remember what they were looking for or why they were going anywhere, but I do remember that Sakajoe is basically the only reason they didn't just like perish from the elements and she does not get nearly enough credit. Oh. But I, yeah. I have a lot of confidence in like the I mean these are not written by Naomi Alderman. Uh, Correct. These are like maybe I think some of them are written probably by her writing staff because she she's not writing everything on her own. She has like other people she works with, I think, for Zombies Run. Right. But also, like, for example, this one is written by somebody called Alex X, 
Yeah. Which doesn't ring a bell. So I'm not sure if this is a somebody from the zombie run team or an external person, which I think both of it is fine, you know. Yeah. There's um if you go to the blog, blog.zombiesrungame.com and scroll down a little bit, um, you you you'll find the post that we're discussing, but also right above that is an entire post about this um this oh, new adventure, Lewis yeah. and Clark. And it doesn't mention it it's like an interview with Alex Axe, but it doesn't mention if they are a writer for the Zombies Run team, or if they work on something else, or if they're just a writer that Six to Start pulled in. It just says they're the writer of the Lewis and Clark, and it's an interview about their experiences researching and writing the race. But yeah, I, I just I'm scrolling a- down there, it seems like they have. So this one is kind of the trekking through America thing, and then mm-hmm. there's one that's called Trek the Ripper. Uh huh. That one I'm excited about. That excites me more like, than this, the Lewis and Clark one. Yeah. So this is probably like a Jack the Ripper kind of thing, which I like. You know, it, it's like uh-huh. a story in England. And then it's Venus Rising, which is a five-part sci-fi story, and this one is co-written by Naomi Alderman. Yes. And yeah, I mean, I what what do we think of that idea? I having like non-Zombies Run canon stories in the Zombies Run app. I think it could be... I think it's it, it's fun for people who are caught up. It gives them something mm. else to do that's not just the same supply runs over and over again. I kind of like having a kind of smaller, like a more bite-sized story that it, it, look, it looks like these are... So like the Venus Rising one you said is five parts. The Track the Ripper um, doesn't say how many it is and lewis and clark is a two-part story um but it also in one of the other articles or the other posts on the blog it mentions um it shows a picture of the enamel race pin from the lewis and clark race and you can buy a lewis and clark race pack that gets the pin and i don't understand because i haven't played this yet i don't understand if the race is something separate or if there's like a two-part Lewis and Clark adventure, and there's also a race at the end of it that you can do and buy a pack to go with it if you want to. I don't completely understand how this is going to work, uh, but seems, I think it's yeah because I've just pulled it up on my app because I was curious. I haven't looked at this yet. So when I click on the Lewis and Clark thing, it says prepare with Lewis five k training mission and then the race ten k. Okay. And let me just check. Okay, I can just download them. Um, I don't need to. The race ah. pack must be a physical thing you get that has like a like the race packs that we get from the virtual races, where you get the bib and yeah, you get a pin and other stuff, so that you have a physical reminder. It says commemorate your historical adventure with a special edition edition souvenir pack. So I think what happens okay. is you get the race but you if you want any goodies with it so they will offer goodies like with the virtual races but you have to buy those extra you will not get those interesting i feel like i'm okay with having the non-zombies run like races and stories as an option if you want to do it within the app i don't know that i would ever buy the extra stuff these are probably not available with a free membership, is what I guess. That's true. Because this is something that, uh, 
I'm, I'm sometimes really lost when people on my blog ask me, can I do this? Can I do that with my free membership? I had some person ask me about radio mode and said, why can't I access radio mode directly? And I was like, I don't know how this works for free membership because I've been a, a, a how do you call them? Like legacy members or whatever? Yeah, pre- from, from I think premium member. Premium member, yeah, from the start. So I think those are probably not available if you don't have uh, a subscription of some kind. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I like the idea. I think having these different stories in the app it's kind of convenient mm-hmm. because if you had to buy or get an extra app and download the extra app, uh, I'm not somebody who looks at statistics much, like run statistics and everything, run logs, but I Same. know a lot of people do. And so I think for those people, it would be it's nice to have everything in one app. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of if one of these stories, I, I guess what happens is if one of these stories becomes really, really popular because people really, really like it, there might be more. Yeah. I, I think maybe in a way the writers and also Six to Start, they kind of prepare for what if Zombies Run doesn't like pull in the numbers anymore. What if Right, or if they just reach a point where they need to close out the story. Exactly. It's it's one thing that I I there was some discussion during the meetup and and I think a lot of people and I think also Six to Start they had the feeling like it got very big. Um, mm-hmm. the story got very big so we had this huge cast of people like all these different like um, um, like places that were introduced it's kind of like with The Walking Dead they had a similar problem like it, it just gets so big yeah. and then kind of we are always saving the world in a way like mm-hmm. every time we started that small we started with how can we survive? And also, how can we stop New Campton being such massive a-holes yep. to us? And um, it got very, very big. So I think also if I look at the new season from what I can get gather and also from what I've heard during the uh, meetup is that they are trying to, they want to like s- scale down the stakes a little bit, which I really appreciate. I, I like that. Same. I, it, it- you hit a point where you can only go so big before yeah. it gets just ridiculous. Yeah, and I think uh, it's it's if if that's a conscious decision to say okay, and now we are going to scale it down a little bit, and it's probably like the the stakes are maybe not as high during this season, but it's the stakes are more on a personal level. I yeah. guess that's. I mean, if if you have a three-part episode that is all about saving just one friend of yours, that's not yeah. important for the whole world. That's just important for you. Right. But that can be just as emotionally like engaging. So if, if, if that's really what they're going for in season eight, I'm like really excited for that because yeah. I think maybe that was one of the reasons why I I had to really go into the rerun because I just, I don't know, I just lost a bit of focus for me. So if that's yeah, what it, they're doing, I like it. Yeah, it did get big enough that there's, like there are definitely large chunks of the seven season story that I just don't remember because yeah. things had gotten so big. Like and, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and I'm like, I just don't remember specific things and like you know any villain is going to 
really appeal to some people and not appeal to other people nearly as much. So, <coughs> Moonchild. <coughs> oh, see, I love Moonchild. <laughs> she's one of my favorites. No. Season three is my favorite season. I mean, um, she's great in the way she's written, but on a personal level, I wanted to strangle her like all the time. Oh, yeah, that's, what, that's one of the things I love about her because she's such she's so yeah. unlikable and there's yeah yeah i could i could go on and on and on we should do a moon child episode is what yeah we really saying. should yeah. um but yeah i do wonder you had mentioned you wonder if they're going to like combine all of these new non-zombie missions into like a new app and that actually does looking at it it kind of makes sense because there's Something on the blog about, um, you know, you've got this Lewis and Clark thing, and then you've got this Jack the Ripper. And I saw a mention of, you know, it, time travel doesn't exist yet, but you can pretend to time travel by doing these missions. And I kind of wonder if maybe there will be a new Zombies Run style app where you play a time traveler. And yes, these will be like the first couple of missions that you do within this app where, you know, your first mission is you're going to go help out Lewis and Clark. Your next mission, you're going to try to track Jack the Ripper. Your third mission, you go into the future when we're living on another planet or something. So this could be that they are starting to basically kind of build the prototype for their next game. Or they're just testing the waters. That's also yeah. like maybe they're just seeing what feedback people have. I think it's very interesting for SIGs uh, to start as game developers to see will people like what we do even if we get rid of like the zombies and mm -hmm. the characters they know and, and the story they know are. Yeah. Is is the, the, the concept of 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 a running app like that, is that going to hold up even without the zombies? Right. And personally, I think it will. I, I think, think so too. They did such a good job with the walk. I think the big mm -hmm. problem with the walk was that we were not the right target audience. And also I do remember that like the first year or so, the walk had so many technical problems. It was draining the battery. It yeah. was a very big app because you downloaded everything at once mm -hmm. the walk had its problems but i none of those problems were the writing and the story that was very engaging so i i think if they take what they learned from the walk and and from zombies run and kind of create something new with that i would be very excited to, to play that yeah be it time yeah. travel or science fiction or whatever no, but I, I am interested to see where this new adventure thing is going. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I, I like the idea of, of like them sp spreading out in case the zombie thing, because I think Zombies Run is such an, was such a great innovation back in the days. And it's, it still is. I think it still really holds up compared to other running apps mm -hmm. and augmented reality games. So I, I would be sad if, when zombies run ends, like it just stops. Yeah. And so I kind of, I kind of wanted to keep going, and so I right. not zombies run as such. I want zombies run to keep going as long as it makes sense. So. Yes, it's it, at some point they will have to end it, just because no story can continue forever. I'm interested to find out if they reuse if they use a lot of the same actors for these new Probably. stories. I would imagine they would. Like, if you already have people that you know you work well with, why shouldn't you just give them another role in another project? Right. 
choice. Well, and especially if this is meant to be the next thing after Zombies Run is over, then, you know, rather than just have all your actors suddenly be out of work, just transition them to the new project so that they're still employed. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So I think we, you know what? We had a lot of thoughts about season eight and the new adventures for people who have not played either. That's it for this episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess next time we we really should do a Moonchild episode. Yes. We should probably try to do episodes on all of like the villains. I think we've covered most of the able characters. Yeah, but we haven't done a an, a character specific episode in a while. So maybe yeah. this is going to be our next episode. Maybe yeah. maybe villains as such, and then we can talk a little bit about like how different they are. Yeah. Because we have a lot of villains and they are all very different in different villainous ways. Yeah, well and you even have villains who aren't like the overarching vi- like Amelia isn't the overarching villain. Or New Canton isn't the overall. Yeah, really. of like any season, but they're still, you know, like not I great mean, people who are villains in their own right, even if they're not the main villain of the season. So yeah, I think we could do at least one, if not multiple episodes about villains. We should do that. Yeah. Special thanks to Eamon of One Letter Better and But Yeah podcast for our intro. Thank you, Eamon. Check out the show notes for links to Eamon's shows. And now, listeners, we will say goodbye to you. Yes. I guess. Yes. Thank you for listening, and uh, see you next time. Hear you next time on the podcast. Yes. At some point. What do we we always say? Ah, yeah, stay safe out there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, stay safe out there. Podcast Detected is a nonprofit project brought to you by way too many people in a gum shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Ridge Groove by Jason Kessler. Find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way too many people in a com shack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.